Hello, my lovely ones, and welcome to Mumming with Magli, the podcast for any mum who has absolutely no idea what the fuck she's doing. I'm Magli, your host, and I can confirm I have no idea what I'm doing. Join me every week as I try and tackle this parenting business, the ups and downs, and the many trials and tribulations. Other moms will also join us and share their story. Let's open up the conversation around the hardships of motherhood and all the pressure that comes with it. Hopefully, it'll make us all feel less alone in feeling lost and completely winging it. I know I am. Enjoy, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Hello all, how are you mamas, papas, humans? I hope you are well. Happy January, oh my goodness. It's just going to be me today, a little solo episode sort of, yeah, just talking about where I'm at at the moment. I feel like January is weighing a little bit heavy on me. I think there's a lot of pressure to do and achieve and yeah, I find that a little bit um difficult to to manage and to sort of navigate my emotions and my sort of mindset around it. I think especially with social media, everything is, you know, new year, new me, I'm going to do this this year. This is going to be the best year of my life. And don't get me wrong, I do think that that is a good mindset to have in one way, but also in another way, just it feels like a lot. It feels like if you're not doing everything that you want to be doing in January, then you're not achieving anything. And admittedly, it's difficult with a kid to set goals goals and you know achieve achieve ambitions I mean no to be fair it's not difficult to set goals because you can set them but it's much harder to build the foundations for them because you have a lot less time and yeah I'm struggling watching everyone on social media sort of being like oh I'm doing this I'm doing that and I guess I feel like I'm not doing you know the things that I want to be doing and uh, again I say this you know with a pinch of salt because of course I want to be spending time with my daughter but (laughs) at the same time not always and and that's okay but the guilt I've spoken about this before I know but the guilt of feeling like sometimes might be I might want to be in another place um is difficult to digest and swallow but yeah for me January I don't know, it brings about a lot of a lot of emotions and I sort of wanted to talk about them. I don't know how you guys feel about January. Let me know. I feel like I have spoken to other people about this and I feel like everyone is saying, yeah, January is weighing heavy and that it's a little bit much and, you know, people are sort of laying low. But then all we see on social media is, yeah, fucking smashing life. This is going to be the best year yet. And oh, sometimes I just want to say like, fuck off. No, let's face it. <laughs> this year it's going to be what it'll be. And then next year you're gonna say the same thing and again it'll be what it'll be and and that's okay um so yeah trying to keep myself open and not um oh gosh I can hear Isla coming up hi baby girl I thought she was hi my angel I thought she was at calm in her chair just watching tv and having a little snack but I can't believe she's managed to come up the stairs by herself that might be the first time you've done it hi you want to come say hi to the world on the podcast dada, dada. it's the washing that mama hung up because that's all mama does <laughs> hangs up washing <laughs> yeah are you gonna join me on the podcast <laughs> oh my goodness I thought I had some time but no even <laughs> oh she's closing the door are you locking us up <laughs> I'm so funny she's just having a little snack oh fell on a bum we went to baby gym this morning which I love and she loves as well I mean let's face it I love it because it just ties her out and then yeah I thought I might have a little bit of a calm morning before lunchtime and then hopefully a nap but <laughs> 
<laughs> goes to show that it never works out the way you want it to. And I think like the year is like that, right? I think we have this idea that we're going to do certain things and achieve, you know, X, Y, Z in 2023. But I think we also have to allow ourselves to be open, you know, it's going to be what it'll be. And I don't know, sometimes I feel like setting goals can be a little bit, um, it closes you off to opportunity because you're like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Whereas George said something, oh, she wants to get on her, on her little rocking chair. Should I pull you up? Have you had a poo? No, I don't think you have. Is that a fart? I can never tell. Sorry, guys. Okay, I'm back. Hopefully, hopefully I might be able to record this even with Isla. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, George said something really interesting to me the other day when we were walking... Oh, and now you want to come off. Story of my life, just taking her on and off things. And oh, even the trampoline, she got a trampoline for Christmas, which she loves, but she just wants to climb in and out of it. But yeah, when we were walking Magnus the other night, he said something really interesting to me. He said, what would you like to discover this year? And I really love that idea of actually, instead of, you know, okay, it puts a lot of pressure when we say, okay, I must do this. I must do that. I want to achieve this. this these are my goals and this is what I'm going to do. And the idea of just discovering what are we allowing ourselves to discover this year was a really good way of framing it, I thought. Oh, hang on. Right, do you want to come out? Oh, maybe, I don't know, part of me is like, do I re-record this or is it a good thing I'm doing it like this? Because this is real life, you know, with Isla. She's right now, I'm on the day bed and she's wanting to climb on. <laughs> but I know that if she climbs on, she's gonna um, want to touch the phone. Gosh, it is just chaos. Just, just like, I love this project, the podcast, but it is time consuming. So I hope you're enjoying it. I would love to hear what you guys want from the podcast maybe what would you like me to talk about or hear about do you like the solo episodes I really like them I love interviewing people and hearing you know their stories but sometimes I feel like you just get one little snippet of someone whereas I feel like maybe if I'm able to share a bit more of my journey um yeah sort of how I go from A to B or you know from A to Z let's face it go to B C and then back to A and then <laughs> <laughs> and then to K. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just feel like the new year, new me hype. It's just, it's all a bit much. Let's face it. Yes, it's a new year, but it's the same you. And that's okay. Sometimes I feel like it puts pressure on people to like change aspects of themselves and their lifestyles that, that are actually fine. Um, oh, ah, we're hitting the wall and trying to take our stickers off the wall. Are you saying hi to the world? No? Okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm sort of conflicted, I guess, about the new year because I think it's an amazing opportunity to, yes, put things in place that we might want to change or achieve, but also it just feels like a lot. I think we need to take it a little bit slower um, and give, give ourselves, you know, time to adjust when it's so loud out there with the noise of new year, new me. Ha, 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 ha. So, yeah, I am taking it slow. Also with a kid, like, come on, she hardly wakes up. She doesn't wake up in January all of a sudden like, new year, new me, okay, I'm not going to be aggy, I'm going to stop my tantrums, I'm going to eat all of my veg, like, it doesn't work like that, and I guess I feel not stuck, stuck is the wrong word, but yeah, I'm struggling to watch people sort of achieve things whilst I don't feel like I'm in a position to do that, it is much harder with Isla, and there is one thing that I would like to do with her, I would like to speak more French, and I've been thinking about this for a while, since she was born actually, 
actually. But it became a bigger thing at Christmas when we went to see my family. And obviously everyone in my family speaks French. And I just, I want her to be bilingual. I want her to be French. I, well, be French, be English as well. But because she is English, she's born here. She's got an English passport. I need to get her French passport. I need to sort that out. But I want her to, um, yeah, have the sort of French roots that I have. Although I feel like sometimes I'm losing them because I have been in the UK for a really long time. The UK is my home. And gosh, this could be a whole, you know, episode in itself, sort of unpacking my, you know, identity in terms of nationality, because it is something that I struggle with. But I don't want French to die with me, like the French side of me to die with me. I really want to, Isla to feel like she has some French roots and to speak French with her. But I do find it really difficult. George doesn't speak French. He does understand quite a lot, but we are an English speaking household. Oh, she's just throwing things around. <laughs> We're an English speaking household. And obviously we speak English together. He speaks English with Isla. And sometimes I struggle to speak French with Isla when she's around. And according to my research, because I have researched this, it's better if the parent who speaks the other language speaks that language solely so that I wouldn't swap from English to French with her because then she gets confused. But then she also does hear me speak English every single day. So I wonder if maybe that might confuse her. You know, she hears me speak English to everyone else, but then I would speak French to her. I don't know. I need to make a decision. I mean, I have made the decision. I do speak French to her, but it's funny. There are some things that, gosh, I feel like I'm talking really quickly. It's like verbal diarrhea, but I feel like there are some things that just come easier in terms of of speaking English and I realized this the other day I was lying in bed with her and I'd been speaking French with her that day I'd had a really good day of French speaking and then all of a sudden we're lying in bed and she's falling asleep and I just want to whisper to her I love you good night blah blah and I found that it came out in English which is really interesting and again we could probably unpack this that you know why does it not come out as easy in French and I feel like honestly I don't know I it's not something I said very much in French and I don't feel like it's something I heard very much um, you know, maybe from my parents, not to paint them in a bad light, but I don't feel like I said, I love you in French at all when I was a kid. And I don't want that with Isla. I want to say, I love you. I want, you know, her to know how much I love her and for there to be affection in our relationship. But I'm finding that that's coming out a lot easier in English. So yeah, we will see. Ah, oh, 2023. What else has been going on that I can tell you about? Um, she is throwing tantrums. Oh my goodness, is she throwing tantrums. She's starting to hit. And that's really interesting that we're really having to discipline. We have brought in the naughty step, which is actually, it's not really a naughty step, more of like a naughty corner. And I have her facing out. I have, I have her facing me. Oh, that's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> That's nice and really handy for the podcast. Thank you, Isla. Oh, she's um spitting out apple. Mm, lovely. She loves apple. I honestly, she could eat a whole apple just in one go. But I need to be mindful because it's lunchtime. But wanted her to have a little snack after baby gym. But what was I saying? Yeah, hitting. Oh my goodness. She hits me in the face and oh, something's wrong. What's wrong? Hi, sorry team. Just <laughs> paused the recording there for a sec. My child was choking on some apple. <laughs> gosh it's so funny but it's like this is just oh me all over just trying to do something for 20 minutes and it's so difficult and um, maybe this is a bad idea and I'm probably going to end up re-recording but hey ho we will see what was I saying yeah hitting and the naughty step what the fuck is that why is she hitting I mean 
she's starting to test boundaries i know but oh it's really difficult to know how to manage that side of parenting and disciplining because yeah it's so hard she gets upset she sees um me tell her off and she cries and then i take her in my arms so i, I want to tell her that it's naughty but also i'm really aware that i want to be there to comfort her you know when she's crying it's just a really fine line to balance and navigate but yeah what else have we been going through baby girl we oh my gosh <laughs> We went, oh, we had our first sort of, oh, are you telling them? Are you telling them what happened? Did you go to a playgroup and a little boy pushed you? Yeah? See, and this is what I mean. Now I'm speaking English with her. It's really, ah. I'm holding my coffee in one hand because I thought she was going to knock it over. The phone in the other hand, she's grabbing onto me trying to come off the bed. Oh, my goodness. I wish I could show a picture. Oh, she's not happy. I might have to stop, guys. I might have to stop. Okay, I am back. Let's see how long this lasts. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So we went to a playgroup recently with a friend of mine who actually I met on Peanut. We don't see each other very often, but once in a while. And it's really nice. I met her on Peanut because I went on the app at a time where... So I haven't really got a circle of like mum friends and I was feeling really lonely and I thought, okay, I'd like to meet more mums in the area that I can just sort of pop over for a cup of tea or just go out to a local playgroup, something like that. A lot of my friends are a little bit further away because I'm not from Essex, which is where I live now with George. And uh, I moved here to be with him. So I was feeling really lonely, went on the app, met this girl. And it was so funny. It's literally like Tinder for mums, which is so hilarious. And then I went to meet her and it felt like a first date. It was so strange, but she was lovely. And needless to say, <laughs> after that, I actually stopped going on the app because it's interesting. You want to make more mum friends, but also I feel like I barely have the time to cultivate the friendships that I do have already. But anyway, I met her and she was lovely and we see each other every so often, but we hadn't seen each other in a while. So she sent me a message when, like, after Christmas saying, oh, there's a playgroup at the local village. Do you want to come? So I went. And it was such a good playgroup, actually. We're going to go back again next week because it's every two weeks. But, oh, a religious playgroup, I have to say, which, which is fine. But personally, I'm not religious. And we got there and there was, so it's like an hour and a half and they play for a bit. And then at some point there's a story time and the story, oh my gosh, I honestly, I couldn't cope. It, pers like, and if you're religious and you're listening to this, like absolutely, you know, no, like whatever, that's absolutely fine. Everyone has the right to their views and beliefs and things like that, but it's not for me. And, and that's okay too. But the story was about this bear. <laughs> literally talking to Jesus, trying to find Jesus and he finds him and then he's happy and he has a conversation with him. Oh my gosh. I was just, I couldn't believe it. It just, it was a bit much for my liking. I'm not going to lie. I do believe in a higher power, um, but no, not. <laughs> not a fan of Jesus personally. I hope that that doesn't offend anyone. Um, but yeah, anyway, so we're at this play group and there's this little kid that comes up to Isla and literally just shoves her puts his hand on her chest and pushes her over. She fell on her bum. You know, she was absolutely fine, but she started to cry. I picked her up. I put her in my arms, you know, comforted her, etc. And then I didn't know what to do. So I ended up telling the kid immediately, this was my instinct to tell him like, no, you shouldn't push. Please don't do that. 
But then I thought the mum hadn't seen his mum. And then I thought, should I say something to her? I don't want to be a telltale parent. But at the same time, I do feel like, you know, parents need to be aware of what their kids are doing. I feel like I would want to know if Isla was doing this to another kid, you know. But I turned to my friend Sophie, who I was with, and another mum we were chatting to. I'm hoping Sophie's going to come on the podcast, actually. She's such an interesting person. And she's so, like, blunt and brutal about the realities of motherhood, which I absolutely love. But she is a she's training to be a psychotherapist for infants which is so so interesting we have really good conversations anyway and I said what should I do and it was a bit annoying because both of them were like I don't know but at the same time it was really refreshing that neither of them you know were sure of what to do in that situation the mum of the boy ended up seeing I think that Isla was crying and the kid was with us and she said did he do something and I said yeah he pushed her but I did tell him you know not to do that please because it's not very nice and she said oh okay and then called her kid to her and then said can you go apologize please but then he didn't go apologize which again is fine like kids don't often do what they're told but it was interesting to see that sort of it's the first time I've been in that situation and to see it play out and I guess I don't want to come across like I think she did wrong because maybe it's not the way I would handle the situation and that's okay but maybe you know she doesn't like the way I handled the situation as well and that's also okay maybe she didn't like that I said to her kid that he shouldn't do that um I think in my head I was thinking that I think I would feel okay if someone said that to Isla if she did something wrong and someone not necessarily told her off for it no don't fucking scream at my kid you know that's where I draw the line but if you see that she does something wrong and I'm not there watching because let's face it we can't have our eyes on our kids 100% of the time it's just not realistic so I think I would be okay you know if anything grateful like I've missed something and my kid needs to know that she shouldn't do that I'm grateful that you're stepping in on my behalf because I'm human it's fucking tough disciplining a child and I can't be there 100% of the time. So, you know, if you're there and you see it and you can help me, like, I don't know, anyway, that was something that happened to us, which was which was interesting and a new, um, yeah, new situation for us. Another new situation actually, which is coming to me now, is we had our first experience. We were with George and we were shopping around at the charity shops, um, just buying some board games. By the way, we are on the lookout for Risk, the board game Risk. We can't find it anywhere in a charity shop and it's like 20 quid on Amazon and I'm sorry, I'm just not paying that. So if you find it, <laughs> I'll be really grateful if you could purchase it and then just send it to me and obviously I'll send you the money. <laughs> but that would be amazing because we've been wanting to play that for so long. Anyway, so we're shopping in charity shops with Isla and she sees this pram and oh, she really wants it. She starts to push the pram back and forth and stuff and then she literally exits the shop with the pram. I had to, I thought of putting it back, but she wanted it so much. But I also, again, it's finding that balance between like your kid really wants something. Do you give it to them? Or are you giving in to the tantrum because they've started to cry because you said no to, to purchasing this thing for them? Do you know what I mean? I We've never actually bought anything for her in a shop that she's picked out herself. So in my head, I thought, okay, fine. This is you know, the first thing, and we'll do it this time, but I did feel guilty because I put a pram set with a doll on her Christmas list, and we haven't yet had Christmas with George's side of the family. We're actually doing that on Sunday. Well, actually, by the time you hear this, um, we will have had Christmas, and she will have been gifted <laughs> her other pram, and I feel really bad that I bought something that she was going to get gifted, but oh, I don't know. There's never a right or wrong. That's the thing. You just, you don't know what to do. We're just trying to navigate and I just don't know what to do. And that's the thing with January already, my sort of 
base feeling is that I don't know what to do. And then all of a sudden there's this pressure of doing and achieving and, and I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with that. Um, oh, my childminder funny I thought I'd come on here to talk a lot more about January blues <laughs> which I'm majorly feeling and sort of like things that I would like from the year or discover from the year that's the word we're go going with but now I'm just like sharing anecdotes but I think that's fun too hopefully you're getting something from them uh what was the thing oh yeah fuck guys okay I feel like I'm always living with this sense of feeling like I'm I always have conflicting emotions so for example something that happened to me this week actually my childminder her daughter has been taken to hospital because she was in a car accident so the childminder you know of course has taken some time off work and oh my gosh I I cannot even imagine what she's going through her daughter's been put into a medically induced coma and they're just yeah they're trying to wait and see if she's stable but it's it's such a sad situation but needless to say my child mind has taken time off a hundred percent but then I'm also left feeling like what do I do <laughs> because I have work I work part-time at a cafe just on a Monday it's something that I started just after having Isla I really I needed to get out the house I needed to have some adult conversations and you know let's face it babies are expensive so the extra cash really helps um, so I work part-time at a cafe and Monday is my cafe day and yeah we found this out on the Sunday um, and in my head oh, I felt really bad because I'm not gonna lie one of my first thoughts was fuck what am I gonna do? I have work tomorrow. And the problem is I want to go to work. Like it's my time for me. And I've spoken about this before. I really struggle seeing George go to work every morning, sort of continue to do the things that he wants to do, continue with his life. And it often feels like I don't I don't get to do that. And I knew as soon as we got the phone call saying that the childminder was taking the week off, in my head I thought, right, once again, I'm gonna have to be the one to sacrifice my stuff. I'm gonna have to be the one to not go to work, to not do the things that I want to do because I don't I don't know why, because I'm the default parent. And that that crown weighs really heavy, really heavy. And again, coming back to January with the added pressure of, as much as I say I don't like January, there's still something inside me and I think something inside all of us that's like, okay, this year I'm gonna do X, Y, Z. This year is gonna be the best year yet. As much as we also tell ourselves, no, it'll be what it'll be. I think we tell ourselves that to try and manage expectations because it will be what it'll be. You know, it goes, you know, peaks and troughs. Um, but yeah, that, ah, oh, that was really difficult. The sort of conflicting emotions of feeling unbelievable pain for this woman and her daughter, but at the same time, frustrated that I wasn't gonna get to, you know, go to work and sort of just have my day, have my day that I'm used to having and it was gonna throw my routine completely off course, which it did. Well, to be fair, no, it didn't that much. It will next week because she's taking some more time off. Again, absolutely fine. Oh my gosh, take as much time, you know, as you need. But actually this week we were really lucky. George's sister, Hannah, who's a midwife, so she works, um, shift works, and she was actually my midwife. I've spoken about her before. We are so, so lucky to have her she has Isla quite a lot when we just want you know an evening or a day or for whatever reason something happens I mean obviously if she can if she's off work but she happened to be on annual leave this week so she had Isla at the beginning of the week for a couple days when originally she was meant to be with the childminder um but isn't it funny do you guys again another conflicting emotion do you guys feel this where I feel I'm so grateful to have help with Isla especially with Hannah you know she's probably the one person that helps us with Isla the most and um what 
was I gonna say? Yeah, but sometimes I really struggle as well watching her have fun with Isla. It's like, it's like I'm jealous. It's funny. I don't want to be with my kid. <laughs> I want time off, but I also, I don't want anyone else to have fun with her. It's, ah, it's a really interesting, you know, situation to find yourself in. It feels like a no-win situation, but instead of feeling sad that I wasn't with Isla and also, oh, I felt really guilty that day because I'm not going to lie, on Monday, I had such a good day. I had one of those days where you just feel on top of the world, like you're smashing it. And it was the first time that I had felt like that, that sort of fire inside of me in January and it was really good to feel that and I had felt it on a day when I didn't have Isla and all of a sudden I'm thinking to myself fuck like it, what does it say about me as a parent when one of my best days is without my daughter and it's really that that feeling is really really difficult to to feel I guess um sometimes I'm not really sure what to do with that and it's funny I was also talking to a friend of mine this morning about how I feel like we compare ourselves to other people as to where we are in life and we have um, someone that we know who is really desperate to get married and have kids and things like that. And she feels like everyone around her is doing that. And so she feels a little bit behind. But it's really interesting because from my point of view, her career is in a place that I can only dream of my career to be. And so she feels like she's falling behind, but I feel like I'm falling behind, you know? It's so interesting to see Oh, yeah, I think social media has a lot to do with it because obviously we post all of our highlights, which is so normal. No one wants to post like themselves crying all the time. But also it does, I think, ignite that sort of anxiety that we're falling behind, that we're not doing enough, that we're not being enough, that, you know, we need to be better, do better all the time and achieve more. Um, I think that's why on social media, I do sometimes feel a bit anxious that I'm a little bit too negative, but I really, yeah, I want to paint a realistic picture of life. Um, and I can't tell, sometimes I struggle to know where the line, I want to be positive because also you want to be not necessarily inspirational, but you want to encourage and inspire people to be the best version of themselves. You know, don't we all want to be the best version of ourselves? Of course we do. But at the same time, I feel like it's just it's not always realistic, you know, sometimes we have bad days and that's okay. Um, I think we try so much to live a life without anxiety, but I think sometimes anxiety is good because it kind of, it makes us appreciate the good a bit more because for example, on Monday where I had my really, really good day without Isla, yes, I was anxious and I felt guilty about the fact that, you know, one of my best days yet this year was without her. Also, it just brought me back to how grateful I felt that I was in a position to have that time without her so that when I am with her, I can enjoy it more, if that makes sense. And that's something else that I am wanting to discover um, using George's word. I love that. I'm so grateful that he brought that to me. It just, it leaves me feeling a little bit more open for the year. But I would like to discover um, my gratitudes because it's a practice as a yoga teacher. It's a practice that I do a lot, but I kind of go in and out of it. And I realize that when I'm in it, it makes such a big difference to my mindset. So yeah, I would really like to, to come back to that a little bit more because there's so many things in life that I feel like we just push aside. And I think, I guess, take for granted sometimes where if we really brought them to the surface and just embrace them, it might make us feel just better in general, you know, 
mentally and emotionally. Um, and that's what I did on Monday. Instead of feeling bad that my good day was without Isla and that, that somehow meant that I was a bad parent, I just embraced the fact that I was feeling good. And we underestimate how good it is to just feel good. Do you know what I mean? Also, is it just me or does it feel like the world is just going to shit at the moment? I mean, I just feel like the news is just so full of negative stuff. And the thing is, like, things are coming to me, but I can be I barely feel like I'm in a position to touch on them because I just don't know. I don't know enough about what's going on in the world because, again, I feel like I'm just here in this bubble of baby. And the other day, George, we got our polling cards because it was like we needed to vote for the local elections in our district. And George said to me, oh, by the way, today, election day you should go down there doing it at the local I think it was at the church there was a thing anyway and I was like I would love to do that and I feel honestly I feel embarrassed admitting that I didn't go I didn't vote but I don't even know who I would vote for because I don't firstly I don't even know who's up I'm not gonna lie but I just I feel like I'm like a bad member of society at the moment I don't know if you guys follow um they're on Instagram what are they called pregnant then screwed or something like that um but I'm pretty sure that's the name of it and that's a really good platform, by the way, if you're interested to know a little bit more about what it's like being a mom and a woman in society and the things that we can do. Because I do think it's so important to know where we stand and the things that affect us in life in society. But it's just, I, it just sometimes it feels a little bit, it just feels a little bit too much. And admittedly, I feel like sometimes I like turn a blind eye to it because I just don't know. I just don't know what to do. And I don't feel like I have the capacity to put energy into that because yeah. And it's frustrating because I am someone that um, I'm a passionate person and although I would, wouldn't consider myself an activist at all, I have some really passionate views and beliefs about certain things and I stand by them and being a woman in society, being a mom, I do feel like life is much harder and I'm passionate about that and I feel like there's more, I feel like I would like to do more but I don't know what to do and I often, I don't even feel like I have the capacity, the energy or all the time really yeah, that's difficult. Gosh, who has the time to watch the news? It's unbelievable. I feel like at the moment, also, all we're seeing is like Rishi Sunak is implementing these new like bills and laws and stuff like that. And it's going to stop women having, you know, X, Y, Z rights. And I just don't know what I just don't know what to do with that information. And it's, it's weighing heavy. How do you become? <laughs> How am I meant to be like a member of society when I feel like I can barely get myself ready for the day, let alone, you know what I mean, try and change the world? Oh, it's so difficult. Where the fuck? I just honestly, I admire people that find the time, that have a family and still find the time to be activists or really like influential people in society and in the community because I would love to do that. I would love to be one of those people to give back more to the community, but... <laughs> I can't I and I, I don't even know you know like I literally I don't know <laughs> maybe that's something else that I would like to discover this year ways that I can be a bit more present in in society but I guess to be fair in a way I do that through yoga through through my work as a yoga teacher um oh it's so funny like how am I how am I meant to make my dreams happen when I'm just <laughs> living the slog of like nappies and feeding and laundry and cleaning and just oh getting myself showered feels like the world's biggest chore but that's okay oh I, I genuinely believe though to be fair that as women 
I'm sorry, men, you're wonderful, but as women, fuck me, are we amazing? Like at the same time, sometimes as much as I struggle, I also think I inspire myself in, and at the risk of sounding really wanky, sometimes I have bad days, but I think I'm still standing and, and that's okay. And those bad days are making me who I am and they're making me realize the things that I want to do in life and the lessons that I'm learning from these you know, obstacles and challenges uh, are cultivating a bigger fire inside of me for, I don't know what for yet, but we're going to discover that this year. That is the point. Or you know what, maybe in 2024, maybe in 2025, but I think everything um, is planting seeds inside of us to, yeah, to discover ourselves a little bit more. Is that really cringy? <laughs> oh gosh, that's probably really cringy, but yeah, I think a little bit of cringe is good. A little bit of corny, a little bit of wank. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's good for the soul. Sometimes George, I don't know, I'll say something, something a little bit spiritual or holistic, and he's not that spiritual or holistic. Um, and he'll be like, oh my gosh, is it that moon speaking to you again? <laughs> yes, yes it is. <laughs> I'm connecting to the moon and the sun. Yeah. Oh, 2023. Here we are. What a year. What is in store for us? What are you guys discovering in 2023? I would love to know. Let me know. Let me know. I feel like every year I say to myself that I would like to have my business, um, my yoga business up and running and making a certain amount of money because at the moment I'm not financially self-sufficient and it's something that I feel shame about. It's something that I would really like to be for a myriad of different reasons and it's not happened for you know another myriad of, of reasons. But I feel like you just don't know what happens in life and I want to make sure that I'm in a position to take care of myself and to take care of Isla now, you know, something could happen between me and George, because let's face it, <laughs> having a kid is really hard on a relationship and something could happen, you know, he could have an accident tomorrow. He might not be with us and I never want to feel like I'm in a position where I can't take care of myself. So yeah, I, that's something that I really, really, really want. I would love to, as a yoga teacher, hold workshops, hold retreats, have my own online platform to hold space for people. Um, how can we word it using George's word of discovery? I would like to discover holding more space for people. I would like to discover what it's like to make a profit in my business. That would be that would be a fucking dream come true to me because it's so hard. I think that's one of the things I wish I'd known before, how difficult it is to have a business. Um, or even, it doesn't even feel, I feel a bit of resistance saying have a business because it doesn't even feel like a business to me at the moment because I'm, I'm only teaching part-time and I make pennies. And, you know, I'm not saying that in a woe is me. A lot of people just make pennies. And it's, it's a really difficult economy. It's a, a really difficult world that we live in. But uh, I think it's coming back to my sense of purpose, which I know that I spoke about when I did another solo episode like this. I think it was my first episode of the season, actually. Um, my sense of purpose, that's something that for me, I feel like I haven't 100% found it yet. And I'm always grappling to find it. And maybe I've attached a little bit too much um, of my sense of purpose to my career as a yoga teacher, as a meditation teacher, to really help people feel better in themselves physically and mentally and emotionally. And if that could bring me, you know, some sort of financial stability, isn't that the fucking dream? Do you know what I mean? Oh gosh, did you hear that? I think I best go down. Oh. 
<laughs> Sometimes I like to hear her whine. Is that bad? In my head, I'm like, figure it out, girl. You know, maybe I'm a little bit too hands off. But I think I think it's good for them. Sometimes they whine and they don't really need anything. They just haven't been able to do something. And I think if we go to them too often to help them do it, they're never going to figure it out. Here, see, she stopped. She stopped. She's absolutely fine. Um, so, yeah, I think that's me in 2023. Oh, no. Okay, I'm going to go find her. Oh, my goodness, guys. I can't tell you how long <laughs> it is taking me to record one episode. What was I saying? What was I talking about? 2023, gosh, my brain. It's so difficult, isn't it, to, like, go when you try and do something, then to do something with your kids, and then you go back, and you're just not in that headspace again. Um, yeah, it's really, really difficult, but... <laughs> Hopefully this is making some sort of sense. I think we were just talking about 2023, weren't we? I think I was talking about my yoga business, yeah. That's the goal. And I think it's difficult because I do think I need to hold myself a little bit more accountable sometimes because I recorded a podcast yesterday actually with Danny and you guys will hear that next week. But we speak about how there's a fine line between wallowing, you know, in the sort of negative mindset um, when we feel like morale is dropping. Uh, there's a fine line between wallowing in that and then just giving ourselves a kick up the bum. And I'm not going to lie, sometimes I do think that I put my stuff aside because I'm scared, you know, to put myself out there as a yoga teacher. Um, and so I guess I sort of not blame it on the fact that I'm a mum and I haven't got time, but kind of use that as a little bit of an excuse. So I guess maybe 2023 for me is going to be, yeah, a year of discovering myself as a yoga teacher, a year of a little bit more freedom. And I don't mean that in the sort of away from Isla or traveling aspect, although <laughs> both would be great. <laughs> especially traveling. I love traveling so much and I really miss that. Before I met George, I was actually traveling around Europe teaching yoga in yoga centers and retreats and stuff and I loved it so much. But then I came, obviously I met George and fell in love <laughs> and so I came to Essex. But I would like to discover life um, with a little bit more freedom in terms of mindset and what I mean by that is maybe finding a way to let go of that fear and those anxious thoughts and those demons that are forever on my shoulders and I'm sure they're on your shoulders as well for you know different things or maybe similar things and you know you really relate to what I'm saying. I was again chatting to a friend and this is a little while ago now and we were talking about how much anxiety and fear has stopped us from doing things that we have wanted to do and it's so scary when you think about it. Like, don't get me wrong, I do think there's a place for fear and a place for anxiety because it's a way that our brain is trying to keep us safe. You know, when something is new, it's a little bit scary. So the brain is like, oh my gosh, don't do that. It's a threat. It feels like a threat to the body and the brain. So we get fear, which, you know, in a way is a good thing. But how can we tell the brain actually it's safe? You know, don't worry. Thank you for the fear. Thank you for telling me that I should be mindful of this, but I'm going to do it anyway. I would like to discover life with a little bit more freedom in, in that sense, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, it's crazy to think like the things that we could do if we didn't have this fear and this anxiety, these demons telling us always, you're not good enough. You should do better. You should do more, be this, be that. And this is where I feel like, 
January can weigh heavy because it's so loud out there, that mindset of, you know, change yourself, change every single aspect of yourself because it's January. And no, 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 you as you are, you are perfect. And fine, maybe there's aspects of yourself, your lifestyle that you would like to change. And I'm I'm for that 100% if you want to do it. But sometimes I wonder, are we just doing it because we feel like we should? Do we actually want to? Like, what are they bringing us? What's the intention? You know, this whole going to the gym, doing him wrong. I like working out. I love movement. I live my life around the thought that movement genuinely is healing for my mental health as well as my physical health. But I feel like it's all about looking better. And sometimes I wonder the intentions behind, you know, the sort of um, those goals and things like that. Um, so yeah, uh, what else have I got to say? I think that's it. I might love you and leave you guys. Um, I would love to discover, yeah, tell me what you guys would like to hear more of on the podcast because I do this, don't get me wrong, it's <laughs> it's super therapeutic for me and I love hearing other mums' stories. I find it so just relatable. Like, I just don't feel like we hear enough of the, you know, just the struggles and the challenges that we go through. Um, So I love doing that and I'm going to continue doing that. But yeah, I would love to hear any topics or things that you guys would like on the podcast podcast. Should I get George back on? I've been thinking for a while that maybe I could do a Q&A with George because as I've mentioned before, it's super demanding on a relationship having a kid. You know, George, I love him more than anything and he's my best friend in the world, but fuck me. <laughs> Sometimes I could kill him. It's unbelievable. Oh my gosh, the other day. Oh, George, I'm so sorry I'm going to out you because George listens to the podcast, but I am going to out you. I can't believe it. Right, dads, I'm sorry. You're amazing. You really, really are. I mean, maybe some of you aren't, but I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to go with the fact that you're amazing. And it's difficult because I do feel like as mums, we do put, we do give a bad rep towards dads, but dads are, you know, they are fabulous. Well, at least my, um, my partner as a dad is fabulous. And as much as, you know, it weighs heavy, this sort of house and motherhood crown, he also has different crowns that must weigh heavy on him. Like, you know, working and the financial burden is on him, et cetera, et cetera. But, oh, fuck me. Okay, so the other day, he dropped Isla off. Yeah, on Monday, he dropped Isla off to Hannah on his way to work. Guys, he forgot to pack her shoes and her coat. She's going away for two days, and he forgot to pack shoes and coat. What, honestly? And I feel so bad, because, bless him, he texts me later on in the day, like, oh, Magley, I'm so ashamed of myself. Like, I'm the world's worst parent, and you're not my angel. You're not at all. Like, aren't we all just trying to survive, right? I'm sure there's a million things that I do that just a chaos. <laughs> but in my head, when he texts that to me, I just thought, oh, fuck me. That is so fucking typical. So typical. Oh, that was so funny. Um, But yeah, maybe I could do a little Q&A. I would love to have George back on the podcast. Yeah, give him a little bit of space because, you know, you guys are hearing my story, but it's just one side, one side of the coin. There's always two sides. Um, Yeah. What are you guys discovering this year, tell me what is your word of the year if you have one. George's word is efficiency, by the way, which which I like. Um, discovery. Oh, it's gonna be I think the discovery also brings this idea of opportunity, you know? And sometimes I feel like my life feels a little bit closed, like I'm 
at the risk of sounding really awful, sometimes I feel like I'm just a little bit stuck in this cabin. I mean, we live in a house, but <laughs> I don't know why I, I use the term cabin, but I feel like I get a little bit of cabin fever. I think that's why the word cabin was coming to me in my house because I'm a mom, I'm with my kid, there's house chores, and it just feels very cabin fever-ish. And the word discovery makes me feel open that the year is open to discovery, to opportunity. There are things that are open to me and I'm going into 2023 with that mindset. Yeah, okay. I'm sending you guys so much love. I would love to hear from you. I really would love to connect with you guys a little bit more. So if you're a mom and listening to this, by the way, and you want to come on the podcast and you have a story to tell, or even you just want to send an anecdote that you think is super funny, please, yeah, let me know. Send it in. Find me on Instagram at mummingwithmagalie, or my email is in the description of the um, of the episode. So pop me a message. I would love to hear from you guys and connect a little bit more. Um, discover, discover you guys. Okay. Mwah. Lots of love. Ciao.